In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday in the NBA. There are four games on. We look at streaming options, who's injured, what we're doing for the rest of the week. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanjul Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanjul.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk about Tuesday, but just before I do that, unbelievably, Anthony Simons has been upgraded to questionable today. He was out with a grade two ankle sprain, which is like a four to six week minimum type injury. And somehow he could return today. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know. Justice Winslow has a grade two ankle sprain. He's out. And that happened two months before. Three months? Two months. Two months before. So I don't really know what's going on there at all. Was there misdiagnoses? Was there re-injuries? Is there a different healing factor? Obviously. Um, Yeah. So Simons looks like he's going to be back, which again, kills Shaden Sharp or kills... Cam Reddish, in the end, Simons is going to miss like three games if he returns for that game today. That's wild. I can't believe that it's been literally two weeks and he's going to be potentially back playing. But there you go. There's some news that I just didn't see coming. Let's look at the next game. Let's look at the first game for tomorrow. Morning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Raptors-Wizards is that first game. The Raptors are one and a half point favorites. Monte Morris is out. Kristaps Porzingis is off the injury report. Porzingis. So he's going to be available to play. What they do, we'll find out. On the Raptors side of things, they are injury-free at this stage. Jakob Pertl's minutes have been a little bit annoying. 27, 27, 26 the last three games. Didn't play much in the fourth quarter, if at all, I think, in the fourth quarter of the game on um, Tuesday. And that's a little bit of a worry. But we watch his... He's still good. He's still putting up good numbers, but... Is there no 32, 33-minute upside? Are they going to just go back to that small lineup again? We'll see where his minutes end up landing and what it means for Gaz Trent, who played 27 and 28 minutes the last two games. That's a bit of a concern because we know that he needs a lot of volume to get to his value, but now he is a hold. But in 27 a night, he might not remain there. So watching Pirtle, watching Trent, watching their playing time, watching if we actually need 17 minutes of Thad Young, hint, we don't. But if we need those minutes, where can they go? Um, And who gets the benefit there in that situation? For the Wizards, what happens with Dan Gafford? Because without Porzingis, he played 31 and 34 minutes. The three games before that, 15, 19, and 12. Foul trouble was a big part of nearly all of those games. So is he a 25-minute guy? Is he a starter? Is he a bench player in a starter's jacket? Like, what is he? That is a big question. I still think we hold him, and we find out what goes on. But there's no Monte Morris, so DeLon Wright should get another start. Unfortunately, DeLon's two starts haven't been particularly great. He's been better in a bench role. But 30 minutes is 30 minutes. He's a guy who can get assists, get steals, and he should be rostered and remains as a rosterable player for now. The next game is the Sixers and the Mavs. 
It is a back-to-back for Philadelphia coming off that Wednesday game. Bertans is out, Deadman is out, and Embiid is listed questionable for Wednesday's game, which means I don't know whether he's going to play Wednesday. It means there's got to be some doubt that he plays on Thursday if he does play Wednesday, so we'll list him questionable for now. For the Mavericks, Christian Wood left last game with an injury in the locker room, but he is not on the injury report, so he should be good to go while Davis Bertans is out. But we want to see what happens with Wood now that Muxy Kleber's back with Powell there. What does Wood play? He played 18 minutes last game. Probably would have got to 21 or 22. And I think he sort of stuck around that 22-minute mark. He still can be useful in that time, but any, any upside is done. It's eliminated. It's completely gone with the way that they're running things. We'll see if there's any change, but that's what we want to watch. Also want to see Tim Hardaway, who played 37 minutes last game. He came off the bench to start the game, but started the second half. Will he start the second half again over Justin Holiday? Is he reliable enough? Probably not. He can be a points and threes sort of player. We've seen that many times. Is that something you want to take a fly on? Well, with only four games on, yes. Like you take you take a crack at that. But he could have three points on one of nine shooting and get benched at halftime as well. He might not even start the game. Like there are distinct possibilities of this going awry really quickly for Timmy Hardaway. But there is an opportunity. They lent into him heavily last game, and we'll see which direction they decide to go in this one. So we're watching to see how Wood and Hardaway and Kleber um, look here for the Mavericks in this game. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download Fangio, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-pointers drained. We've got the return of Kevin Durant today. So what do we look at the Suns' points, player points props? Devin Booker's at 23.5. I guess they're expecting a hit there. I guess you can, is he, is he an under? He's probably an over, but they have dropped that number down because Durant's there. And it's going to have an impact right across the board. Durant's line's actually at 20 and a half, which also seems a little bit low. Fangio, though, lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fangio.com slash locked on. That's fangio.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fangio, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The third game of the day is... I just realized, did I put the wrong... I think I put the wrong um, ad screen up. I did. Apologies to you, Fangio. Um, Paces Spurs. The, the Paces are five and a half point favorites here. For Indiana, there's no one currently out apart from Kendall Brown, who's out for the season. But if we look at San Antonio, there's a bunch of stuff that we just don't know. And they are quite poor at letting us know about this in advance. We don't know whether Malachi Branham, Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, Romeo Langford, Isaiah Roby, or Ken Birch are going to play. They are all questionable. And obviously, there's a lot of guards there. There's four guards, Branham, Jones, Vassell, and, and Langford. And all of them have had extended stretches of starting this season. So the value of players is very much up in the air. We'll start on the Indiana side. I think Jalen Smith is one to watch because he is the backup center apparently now. Stand by your man. And the minutes have been good, 20 and 16, the last two games. But it's more the fact that Carlisle seems to go out of his way to praise him at the moment that makes it more interesting to me. And that probably locks him in at least short term as the backup center. And for deeper leagues, you want to pay a little bit of attention there. I also want to watch Jordan Wara, who played 29 minutes last game. That's two games in a row where he's played more minutes than Aaron Neesmith. Now, basically, he is Aaron Neesmith, a shooting guard who they play up at small forward, power forward quite a lot. 
Um, he's never going to be afraid to take a shot. He ate into a little bit of Benedict Matherin's playing time last game as well. So Noir is a very good deeper league ad, even like a 16-team league guy, I think, at this point. But how they utilize him in comparison to Duarte, to Brissett, who's out of the rotation, to Neesmith is something we need to watch. For the Spurs, like there's a chance that there's no Branham, no Jones, no Vassell, no Langford. So Blake Wesley will get a chance. There's also an opportunity that all four of those guys play and Wesley doesn't touch the court at all. So we want to see what happens with Wesley, Devontae Graham, and those other guards and how Pop uses them depending on who is in or out. There will be streaming options there. Um, you know, it looks like Jones might be available to play. It seems like Vassell might be available, but they'll be relatively limited, I would guess. I just think it's going to be a complete mess in terms of those minutes on a night-to-night basis, making it really hard to trust a lot of these guys, even players who are as good as Devin Vassell or Trey Jones. I'm not sure they're must-roster. I think Vassell probably is. Who knows? He might play 20 minutes a night for four weeks, and that's not actually good enough. And there's just so many ups and downs and question marks regarding that entire rotation. The last game of the night is the Clippers and the Warriors. The Clippers are two and a half point favorites in this one. Um, for the Warriors, Steph won't play. He could return at some point um, across the Sunday to Thursday back-to-back. Wiggins is likely out again. I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to assume that Andrew Wiggins is out here given that personal issue. There doesn't seem to be a timetable for him to re- to return. Gaz Payton is out, and I'm not expecting uh, Andy... Andy. <laughs> Andy, Jesus. I was thinking Andy Wiggins and then Andre Iguodala. I don't expect Andre Iguodala to play. They also just signed a 10-day contract with Lester Quinones, who was on their summer league team. And I think he was on two-way to start the season as well, and they cut him before the season started to bring in Anthony Lamb and Milk. For the Clippers... Well, there's a lot of questions. What happens with their rotation? What does Norman Powell play? Because he played 16 and 25 minutes the last two games and hasn't really been close to a 12-team league player. Can he maintain 12-team league value? How do they use him and Eric Gordon, who played seven minutes, and Batum and Mann and Westbrook and Morris and all these guys? And also Morris, because Morris played 33 minutes against Denver, then played 21 against Minnesota, and he's been bad all season. I said this basically as soon as they acquired Marcus Morris. What's the point of getting a guy who does the things that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard does, but does them significantly worse? Get someone else different out there who does different things. I don't get the point of Marcus Morris. I've never gotten the point of Marcus Morris on this team. And he's significantly worse now than when I first said that two, three years ago. How they use him, not that we care about Marcus Morris for fantasy because we don't in 12-team leagues, but his value and his role impacts Powell, Mann, Batum, Gordon, Westbrook. And what do they do with Westbrook? I I am every night confused about this Clippers rotation. For the Warriors, I want to watch Kevon Looney and I want to watch Johnny Kaminga because they should get pretty significant run. Kaminga had 25 minutes and he's played 20 plus in five consecutive games. Kaminga, even though he came off the bench in two of those five games. And with Wiggins likely out and Steph definitely out, there should be a pretty decent role here for Kaminga again. While Looney, even though he only played 23 minutes, and it seems like when Draymond plays, he goes from over 25 to under 25. That does hurt his value, but is at least a rebounds option. Looney provides some good numbers pretty, pretty regularly. In terms of back-to-back streaming, well, the only teams that have that Thursday, Friday back-to-back are those two teams I just talked about, the Warriors and the Clippers. I don't know whether the Warriors sit anyone. Clay is playing back-to-back, so he should be all right. We know Wiggins and Steph probably aren't going to be there. Draymond, is there a chance he sits with the knee problem he has? Maybe. But for the Clippers, what do they do with Paul George and um, Kawhi Leonard? Do those guys both sit on Friday? I would guess they do. I guess there's a chance one of them even sits on Thursday. But that is something we need to watch with that back-to-back. So look to stream these players from these teams. Kaminga, Looney, um, maybe even Jerome, um, depending on who they sit for the Warriors there. Obviously, DiVincenzo. 
for the Clippers, Mann might have a boost. Gordon might have a boost. Powell might have a boost, depending on who they sit and when they sit them. For Category League streaming for Thursday, DiVincenzo, probably the top of the list there. Really like his value. DeLon Wright with the absence of Monte Morris. Dan Gafford and Denny Avdia. I'm less interested in Avdia with Porzingis back. I am still interested in Gafford, um, but there's still options. Jeremy Sohan. This is an interesting one because his minutes are relatively secure around 28 to 30. He does have issues at times with field goal percentage, lack of defensive stats, and free throw percentage, but he can put up 14, 6, and 6 really comfortably. That makes him a stronger points league guy versus a category league player, but at least with him, as opposed to Branham or Graham or Wesley or Jones or Vassell or any of those guards, I feel more secure in um, Jeremy Sohan's playing time. And that's a good thing in terms of streaming where it's less likely that you get dicked over. Sohan now! So we want to watch Sohan. We want to see his role. And I think he's a pretty good stream, at least for this game. And as you'll see later on, they've got a nice schedule coming up. I also like Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, who only needs like 18 minutes a night to impact. And with four games on, we really actually like him for a stream for 12-team leagues. There's Kaminga in there as well as a 12-team category streamer. And even Aaron Neesmith, who the minutes have been a little bit iffy. As I just talked about, Jordan Wara getting playing time over him. Um, but he's at least an option with only four games on. But you could substitute Jordan Wara's name in there. For deeper leagues, um, Timothy John McConnell, Milk Jerome, Andrew Nembhard, um, Jordy Goodwin, Maxi Kleber, Jordan Nwora. I think Nwora is a pretty good stream here, actually. Nico Batum and Reggie Bullock. Things could change a lot with the Clippers, depending on who's in and out and other names appear as maybe other stream options there. In terms of um, points league streamers, these guys are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Zach Collins, that shouldn't be the case. You add him. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, Jeremy Sohan, better points league guy than category league player. Dylan Wright, Avdia, Gafford, and again, Avdia pushed back a little bit with Porzingis back. Johnny Kaminga and Kavon Looney all have some pretty strong points league streaming value for the games on Thursday. If we look at the rest of the week now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you've got Thursday as a low-volume day, you've got Saturday as a low-volume day. So who are the guys that play Thursday and Saturday? Well, you can see there are three teams there. There's uh, the Spurs, you've got the Wizards, and you've got the Sixers who have that combination. So we like Zach Collins a lot. Like He should be rostered everywhere. We like Daniel Gafford quite a bit. We like DeLon Wright quite a bit. We like Charles Bassey, Jeremy Sohan, and Devontae Graham. Maybe Devontae Graham, depending on who else is in or out. Um, we like Avdia, we like D'Anthony Melton. A bunch of guys you can get the Thursday and Saturday combo from here, which are both low-volume streamable days. If we just look at the rest of the week, though, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, irrespective of games played and when they are, these are all guys that I think are clear, actually top 90 players for the rest of the week and should be on someone's roster. And a lot of them have three games. Dante DiVincenzo has three games, a very easy ad. These guys are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Zach Collins has three more games. A very easy ad. Kyle Anderson has two more games. One of the easiest ads and has been for three months. Um, Tari, regular season. Is it time? I don't know, but I'm adding him and seeing what happens. Matisse Thibel with two games. Well, does Simons' return impact him? I'm not sure that it does. It might. But yeah, he's, he's worth adding. Dylan Wright's got three games. Drew Eubanks has two games. And Taylor Horton Tucker has two more games this week. All of those guys are, I think, top 100 per game players. And all of them have at least two games, some of them three, remaining this week. And they can be really good ads when you're trying to minimize how many waiver moves you make. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.